Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Trent, as we take you now all the way till 3 o'clock this afternoon, you can uh, also get on the phone with us easily at 264-1700. Again, that's 264-1700. You can tweet us. You can find me at Jimmy B Radio, and you can find Trent at... Trent Condon. There you go. How are you, my brother? Good, good. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed the hoops. Yeah, I did. You Disappointing too. end for both I and Iowa State over yeah, the last couple of days, but... Yeah. Uh, Good sweet 16, brackets busted all over the place. <laughs> Duke and Louisville will not be happening for the national championship as I had it. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm in trouble there. But, uh, well, Ella's still alive in our bracket challenge. Ella is still alive. <laughs> she's still alive, but she has Villanova winning it. Oh, so, okay. You know, she well, might, she might be in trouble. She's as in well. trouble. Yeah. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, coming up 1225, Scott Phillips, NBC Hoops uh, Bleacher Report. We'll get into everything that took place over the weekend. One o'clock. Alex Halstead, uh, 24-7 Cyclone Alert uh, for all you Cyclone fans. Alex will be on again coming up at the 1 o'clock hour. 2 o'clock for Hawk fans, Tom Cakert, Hawkeye Report. Once again, Tom at 2. And then 2.25, uh, Tad Halslip. Is that the way you pronounce it, Halslip? Yeah, yeah we had uh, Tad on. Well, you were gone dur- okay. during the football that, oh, season. Oh, and that was yeah. my uh, two-week vacation. Yeah. Two, two and a half yeah. months. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk NFL two, with him. Two weeks. Okay, fine. Sporting news, right? NFL yes. editor sporting news? Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, there are a couple of other stories breaking. One is that rat bastard, Stephen Leaf, uh, who was the president at Iowa State, notice I said was, uh, he's gone. He's gone to Auburn. Don't let the door hit you in the backside on the way out. Let's see. Gets here, takes money from the school, crashes their plane. Uh, does the unthinkable of not letting a kid play basketball when he's cleared through the court system and almost ruins the kid's life. And now he's going to be the president at Auburn. Perfect. You can have that guy. So okay. I take it you don't like uh, here's what you don't I, like President Lee. Here's what I don't like about it. I thought he misused his power terribly while he was the president at the university. Mm-hmm. And I I think it was distracting. Look, we deal in athletics. Yes. That's our our job. But when you have somebody that is in that catbird seat and takes advantage of everything that he possibly can, uh, and and they have to investigate him, uh, and fortunately for him, there weren't any charges filed. So he did the right thing. He he subscribed to your theory of basketball coaches. Get out before they kick you out. Yes, absolutely. That's what he did. He did it. He, and he, that's what he's going. So he's going to Auburn. He did the smart thing. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of rumblings around. Now. Yeah. I'll just get out. I'll get out. I'll get out. Yeah. It's all well and good. And yeah. now for Iowa State, they'll be turning their attention. You know, things appear to be very solid though. You know, at Iowa State. Absolutely. You look at them athletically. Yes. You got a young football coach that has people excited. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he can deliver, but at the very least, he is he's doing things both recruiting-wise and excitement-wise that we haven't seen a whole lot with Iowa State mm-hmm. football. You have a basketball program coming off a disappointing loss we'll get to in a moment. Yep, we will. But uh, a, a team that, I, you know, Steve Prohm, 
really endured himself, I think, to the fans. I think he did, you're over right. Over the last few weeks. And yes. it wasn't just the winning, but mm-hmm. it felt like the fan base started to to understand him a little bit better. Right. Yeah. You know, year number one was very much a feeling out process. Yeah. There was a lot of disappointment. I mean, I, I still look back at that, and I still believe that the Sweet 16 run that was helped and aided by Purdue getting upset, mm-hmm. I think that uh, softened what was a disappointing year overall. I mean, you got that class of juniors that became seniors this year. Right. Along with George Niang, you go ten and eight in the Big Twelve, even as good as the Big Twelve was. That was a disappointment. I understand. That was a disappointment. There was six seed down in Kansas City. Yep. That was a disappointment. But they got to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay, you came in this year. It mm-hmm. looked like maybe some of the same challenges were there. But as they started winning, and people started to figure out exactly what he was trying to do, because we asked the question back in the end of January and into February, what's the identity we of this did. team? Not only that, we asked it several times. Yeah. <laughs> and now I think we know the identity. Yes, we is, do. is next year going to be a yeah. rebuild? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What does a rebuild entail, though? I mean, are they good enough to at the least be in the bubble? Kind of be like Iowa was this right, year? Yeah, yeah. And be in the conversation of the final week? We'll see, and, and we'll certainly get into that. But you continue on. You look at the athletic department. you got a new wrestling coach there with Kevin Dresser. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball with Fenley continues, even though they get beat over the weekend. Another NCAA tournament. And we'll see what the future holds there. Everything appears to be in solid place. So athletically... You know, the school president, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot mm-hmm. unless you get somebody that comes in there like a guy like a Hunter Rawlings. Do you remember that name? What was the name again? Hunter Rawlings. I remember Tree Rollins, who nope, played nope, for the nope, Atlanta nope, Hawks. Nope, nope. No, different guy. Hunter Rollins came to the University of Iowa in the late 80s Okay, as the school president, and he was very much an academia kind of person. He was Ivy League educated, mm-hmm. uh, went up and, and moved up the ranks in the Ivy League, And he came to the University of Iowa and basically said, well, we're in the Big Ten, a very good academic institution, but we need to do things better. On the eve of the NCAA tournament, they had a great freshman. Ray Thompson was his name. Ray Thompson averaged 12 points a game. He was playing with the senior year of Roy Marble, B.J. Armstrong, Ed Horton. That that group, okay. And this guy averaged double digits as a freshman. Wow. I mean, with those three guys out there. Right before the tournament? Yeah. uh, Yes, he is uh, okay academically by NCAA standards. Right. He's okay by Big Ten standards, which were a little more difficult than the NCAA, but not for the standards that we have at Iowa. No. You're not playing Ray Thompson. No. They get beat in the second round by NC State. The career is over for B.J. Roy and Ed, just like that, knocked out in the round of 32 by NC State. Chris Corciani. Even though (laughs) Chris Corciani. He was unbelievable (laughs) in that game. (laughs) So even though he more than qualified by... NCAA standards mm-hmm. by Big Ten conference standards. Yes, according to this Yahoo. Yep, he didn't qualify. Not good enough for Iowa standards. The standards that he wanted at the University of oh Iowa for God. athletics. Oh my God. It was a dark, dark period for Iowa athletics. He moved wow. on. Wow. But uh, that's what you have to be careful with. That yeah. that's the one hope. And we talk about how much does a president scare, uh, care about athletics. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you got the high end, you got the low end, sure, but yeah. as long as you don't go to that level, yes, then you're going to be okay. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be okay. You'd love to have a guy that really, or a lady that's invested in that, athletics, yeah, that, yeah, that, that likes it, that sure. really cares about it, and, yeah. and knows how important it is, the front porch, if you will, right. to your university. But if not, you can still survive. It's not going to be the death knell of your athletic. Wait, wouldn't you say? Look, we all. The reason we went to college was for learning. I mean, that's why every kid goes. You go to learn. 
whether you're learning to improve your basketball skills or your football skills or your architectural skills or your medical doctor skills or like dopes like Trent and me, your broadcasting <laughs> skills, uh, that's, that's, that's why you go to college. Mm-hmm. Because some of that, even though people will say, well, you just went and drank and partied. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yep, I yeah. did. And I, I I can't lie about that. And but some of that academia does sink in. It does. <laughs> some, it does rub off somehow, <laughs> some way. At least a little bit of it sinks in, and it helps you become a better person, man or woman, down the line. Uh, I I just hope that I hope that Iowa State finds somebody that a whether if they're a, a jock or not, and I agree with you, is not really the issue. Just if they understand the importance of athletics combined with academia, right? Okay. Yep. And and if and if the person was on the debate team in college. If the, the person plays chess, okay, if you're on the debate team, you know what competition is. Sure. That's competition. <laughs> Spelling bee, that's competition. May not be breaking the sweat, but we're saying that that is competition between other people. And I think to me, that's that's how you make yourself better. You thrive on competition. And I just hope they find somebody who looks at themselves like that. Whether, like I say, they don't have to be a former player no, or no. anything like that. Just understand the competition aspect. Don't make it a negative. Yes, exactly. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the games, Jimmy okay, B. let's go. And uh, let's start since we last talked on Wednesday. Right. There are, well, 48 teams that are no longer playing. <laughs> it's amazing how fast it goes. It, it goes quick. Oh, it goes, well, actually, 52 when you count the first four mm-hmm. on top of it. So here we are with the Sweet 16, right? and we start with Iowa State. That game against Purdue, getting down the run at the Nin- end of the first down, half. 19 down, 19 yeah. down. The run at the end of the first mm-hmm. half, it was uh, you know some easy shots in there. They got going inside. The play of Swanigan, it wasn't just him hitting shots from the outside, but how well he was passing yes. from the top of the key, and he was finding both Edwards and Haas inside. Yes, he was. They were able to clear space, and that's why it proved to be a difficult matchup because mm-hmm. of things like that. It's not just Swanigan, and that's what oh, I think. you're right. And we talked about this last week. Yeah. It, what, it's not just him. It's not just Haas individually. Right. But when you're playing two of those guys at the same time, and even Edwards, who you know he bumps around there, and he's big too at 6'8", yep. yep. you know, those big guys playing together, make it difficult, and then they hit shots from the outside, and that's what they did. But as the comeback is unfolding, right? so watching the game, and I, I go to my wife as it got up to, I think at the time it was 13. Okay. I said, they're going to get it back within five here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And it balloons to 19. Yeah. Said, When's that going to happen? <laughs> I, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're it's going to happen. There's lots of time left here. Yeah, and it did. Yeah, damn right it did. As they came back and took the lead, though, yes. the shot I think that will go down in infamy with the Iowa State fans, the wing three-pointer that tried to get out. I mean, that thing rattled around, hit off the iron, hit I, off the window, and it, went in. And it dropped in. I know. That, that one is going to leave you up with nightmares for a long time. It reminded me of the Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, McDonald's commercial 
off the window, <laughs> off the ceiling, off the backboard, nothing but net. That's what that thing reminded me of, because you're right. It hit everything. It did. It hit everything. The Rattling rim a couple around. of times, the backboard, and then it went in. Disappointing uh, end. It was very a disappointing. Yep. And this team, the way that they were playing, this team's good enough. This team, we could be certainly talking oh, absolutely. They about beating Kansas. Yes. About yes. beating either Oregon or Michigan in the bottom half. Mm-hmm. This team was Final Four good. Mm-hmm. They were playing at that level. They were. Purdue, they're right there now. But uh, what does this do to now the legacy of this group? This senior class. We all know... George Niang, because of what he did in the media Correct. And, and just being a fun-loving guy, he's always going to be there in lore. Monte Morris was not that same kind of guy. No. And, and at times, even as Iowa State fans love him, he never got the credit nationally that many people thought that I, he should. I agree with that. And even sometimes maybe at a local level, mm-hmm. I don't think we understand or, or, or talked about enough just how good. Yeah, we always say he's good. Yeah. But sometimes we looked at the small discrepancies at his game and talked about that too much. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that shattered the NCAA record for assist to turnover. He, did. he just shattered it. Yes. Nobody has been close for a career of what he's been able to put together. Correct. The turnovers that he had. He played 140 games, had 160 turnovers <laughs> in his whole career. Yeah, I know. I know. It is so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Where does he rate in the pantheon, though, <sighs> for Iowa State basketball? I mean, do you, Would you put him ahead in Yang? No. Um... Because with, see, without Monte Morris, George Yang isn't the same player. But, but see, here, here's what you're going to – I agree with that. Here's what you're going to run into. You're going to run into the Fred Hoybergs fan club that will always say that the mayor was the best. Um, you're going to run into the Niang fan club, and you're right about Monte. Even though he was a really cool guy, he wasn't – like what those other people were as outgoing, I suppose. Mm -hmm. He was a fabulous player, and I think he's going to do well when he goes to the NBA. Some team is really going to uh, enjoy having him on the roster. I don't know. I think, think to be honest with you, Trent, it may have to sit in for a year or two before people really look back and go, damn, he was really good. I think you're right. You know, I, I do. I, I don't I think, think you can make that, that that snap judgment right now. Just because he was so solid throughout his God, career. Yeah. And he was just so good, and, and you just grew to accept that that's what you're going to get. And For I think the most you're right. part, you got it night in and night out. For the most part, you got it. Yeah. Now, did he have a couple of bad games? Sure. Everybody does. God, yeah. you're human. You're, it's going <laughs> to happen. Larry Bird had bad games. Magic had bad games. Mm-hmm. Wilt had bad games. But I think Mike he brought it right. bad games. Yeah, I that, think it's that... going to have to simmer. Right. You know, Lindell Wangington's going to come in next year. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there. Now, Jackson will probably be the starter. Yeah, but, I, I agree. But you're going to get minutes out of him, yep. and then it'll be his job as a sophomore, and it'll probably be like... Oh, yeah, he had a great game. It'll be inconsistent. He'd be like, we didn't have that same kind of inconsistency with, with Monte Morris. Mm-hmm. It was just so good game in and game out. And and you look back and yep. say, how good did how we good have How good was it? he really? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, the game itself against Purdue. You and I sat here Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we both thought Purdue would win the game. Yep. We both picked them. I, I had them winning that game over Iowa State. One of the few things that I had right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still pretty decent so far. <laughs> But, now, look, I got Purdue beating Kansas. Ooh, ooh. 
So Big Ten love out of Jimmy B. I, I, all I'm saying is, is I've watched that team, mm-hmm. and and they're like any other team that we have seen. You know, they've they've had some dog games and they've had some really good games. And I think right now they're just playing pretty well, mm-hmm. and that confidence level is sky high. And once again, I want to see how Kansas handles the big boys down low. Yeah. And that's an issue. They don't have depth. No, they don't. This is not Kansas that we've grown accustomed to. And and Purdue, people forget, I think, also, what happened at the end of that, was it the end of the first half, where, uh, or was it near the, I'm confused, so help me out. I can't remember if Dakota Mathias hit those back-to-backers at the end of the first half. Yes. It was at the end of the first half. Mm -hmm. And Iowa State was making that run, and then all of a sudden, bang, bang. Yep. And there he goes. They they have perimeter players. Yes. They do have guys that score. I know that Schwanigan and Haas get get all the pub, and I and I understand that, but they have guys that can score. And I also noticed in that game, as Iowa State tried to push the ball, Mm -hmm. Purdue was still able to get back and defend. Yep. So that's not going to be an issue against Kansas if if Kansas tries to go pass a uh, fast. They will. They will. They will. We know that Purdue can get back and defend mm-hmm. most of the time, and the Haas kid runs the floor pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just not some oaf out there. I always cracks me up when I when you hear different. Oh, they got that big white <laughs> stiff in the middle. He can't even get the half court, and he's running up and down the court blocking shots. Oh, yeah. and, God, you guys are so stupid. He can move. He, he can, can move, move for a big guy. He there's, can. there's no doubt yeah. about it. So uh, Iowa State, it's over. That class, and, and they'll go down as a great one. Yeah, yes, they will. That will be uh, a senior class that will be remembered for a long time. Mm-hmm. Three Big 12 tournament titles. Yes. A Sweet 16, an early exit around a 32 loss. It's uh, overall, they're going back to the freshman year for those guys. Right. So also when they made a Sweet 16. A lot of good. Never could make that next, next step. Next jump, though. right. That next step. And it's it's a difficult one. Yeah, people, yeah, you know, people don't understand how tough that is. It, the, the jump from being a team that can win a game or two in the tournament uh-huh. to getting to that level, to get to an Elite Eight, to get to a Final Four, it's a big leap. It, I mean, you've got to have... Yep. You gotta have some help. Yep. You gotta have some breaks go your way. I know people look back to George Niang when he broke his foot, foot his sophomore that's year. Correct. You know, what could have been yes. had UConn there after beating Kentucky. I mean, it was it was all right there. Mm-hmm. And then an injury happens. A lot of what ifs, I think, about this program over the last four years, but a lot of winning too. Yeah. And a lot of fun basketball. Uh if you're a clone fan, I know you're disappointed that you got beat uh by Purdue, but you should not be disappointed in what you have seen from that team the uh, last few seasons mm-hmm. because they have performed. And look, it's our job to be critical, and we have. And it's our job also to praise, and we have. Yes. And we are doing that right now with what they have accomplished. We'll get to Iowa a little bit later on. Tom Caker is going to join us on his way to Iowa City football with a little media day today, mm-hmm. meeting Kirk Ferentz. So, We'll talk to Tom before that. The NIT loss for the Hawkeyes. Uh, plenty to decipher there. But we need a break. Oh, already? Already, yeah. Man. Scott Phillips is on the way, everybody. We're going to dive into the tournament and 
If you want to get in when we have an open segment, after we talk to Scott, we'll have an open segment. We'd love to hear where your brackets are and your thoughts on Iowa and Iowa State now that the season has come to a abrupt halt for both teams. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint. And during Pro Appreciation Week, all pros get gold status with 20% off pro-grade paint stains and primers. Plus, five-gallon buckets of Kills 2 latex primer start at just $69.94. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. And during Pro Appreciation Week, pros that paint save even more with gold status. Now through March 26th, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Available in-store while supplies last. Must enter Pro Extra phone number at checkout for discount. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. It's a great time to buy a home. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or an experienced one, Quicken Loans has options that may help you get pre-approved for a mortgage with as little as 1% down. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.6%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This is Charles Osgood. Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site, according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, Indeed is giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. You soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, 
Monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. We are alive and well following the carnage that took place on the basketball court. Uh, Jim and Trent, and it's always fun when we get a chance to get Scott Phillips on the uh, program. NBC Bleacher Report hoops guy uh he comes to us of course on the draft house 50 hotline mill civic parkway in west des moines all right i'm going to ask you this before i even say hello if you tell me you had south carolina in the sweet 16 you're a liar just like the president says that obama tapped his phones (laughs) well i i definitely had duke winning the title so i'm not going to lay any claim to south carolina's run to the sweet 16 but (laughs) certainly the biggest storyline of last night the way that that game unfolded it was a wild one, no doubt about it. And and as you look at it, Scott, you know, this tournament, we didn't get a whole lot of uh, crazy intrigue the first couple of days, but it set up a weekend with so many great matchups. And want to start with the big one locally here for us. Let's start with Iowa State in that game against Purdue. Get down 19, come roaring back. In fact, take the lead late in that game before Purdue uh, prevails in that one. As you look back at Iowa State, what the senior class has done over the four years and, and built Iowa State as a program kind of going forward, just your thoughts and your outlook for Iowa State. These seniors deserve a heck of a lot of credit for the run that they've had at Iowa State over the last four years. Uh, really a remarkable job with multiple tournament runs with you know, competing for Big 12 tournament titles, obviously, and the way that they were able to come back and fight back in that Purdue loss. I know it's tough to lose and not make the second weekend like you did last year if you're a Cyclone fan, but the way that they came out and played against a much bigger Purdue team with a guy like Deontay Burton at, you know, what, 6 of 4, 6 of 5, playing mm-hmm. center and trying to match up with those guys inside, I mean, they showed a ton of heart, and this was a, ton, a fun team to watch, certainly a unique chemistry because Monty Morris is such a special and unique point guard, and he had a lot of guys with special skills around him, uh, whether it was you know guys like George Yang in the past or this current senior crop with you know guys like Burton and Matt Thomas and Naz Long, and just a fun group to watch overall. They really earned a lot of respect from people around the nation who are college basketball fans. I'm real curious, did you have Purdue winning that game, or did you have Iowa State winning? Just if you uh, would clue us in. And then, I have, and then I have a follow-up question. I had Iowa State winning, actually. I loved okay. the way that the Cyclones were playing heading into the tournament. I thought that Solomon Young would be more of a factor in that Purdue game. Uh, you know, 20 minutes was okay, but, you know, they had to go to that small ball lineup to come back. All right, my follow-up question then is, look, we all know that Schwanigan, and rightfully so, gets most of the pub, and then it comes to Isaac Haas just because he's a monster of a guy who can play. But how come then do you think that the guards 
and and their bench, they, they don't get any pub at all. Trent and I tried to say, it. look, the Matthias kid can shoot lights out. Edwards can play. Nobody, those three guys, They nothing is ever written about those guys. Yeah, I think in Big Ten country they're respected, though. Uh, you look at their inconsistencies in the past, and I think that, that, why, that is why people were skeptical of Purdue's backcourt, and justifiably so in some cases. Uh, guys like P.J. Thompson and Ryan Klein have been inconsistent. Carson Edwards is only a freshman, but he's been prone to some bad shot selection and some turnovers at times. So, you know, you look at Purdue's backcourt, and they hit some really timely shots. Obviously, Iowa State mounts that comeback. The place is going nuts, and all of a sudden, they've got a shot to match. And that's the type of thing that Purdue has this year that they didn't have before because they wilted in a lot of games last season, not having guys who were equipped to knock down shots when teams started to double and triple team. Guys like Caleb Swanigan, Isaac Haas, and A.J. Hammond, now those guys are making them pay. They're still not an elite shooting team, but they have enough spacing to help carve out enough space for Swanigan and Vince Edwards to get going. Well, let's look at the Sweet 16 matchup there in the Midwest, Kansas City. It'll be a decidedly pro Jayhawk Tusk <laughs> yeah. crowd. We know that. But as you look at the matchup there, Purdue, the bigs, always something you talk about, their ability to get out and defend, get back and play defense. Jim mentioned that earlier. Against Kansas, it wants to go up and down, and this Jayhawk team just doesn't have a whole lot of depth inside. How do you think the matchup's going to go? That one's fascinating to me because obviously we talked about Purdue having that significant size on the inside, and Kansas is thin inside after the Udoka as a bouquet injury. Landon Lucas is a senior veteran. He's played a lot of minutes, but he's really their most reliable big guy. They play a smaller lineup. They're going to have a guy like Josh Jackson probably try to defend Vince Edwards at times during this game. And when Purdue goes to that big, big lineup with Isaac Haas, I'm anxious to see how the Jayhawks respond, whether they try to throw a guy like Dwight Coolby on the floor, maybe Carlton Bragg, but Kansas has superior guards, and that's what's ultimately going to win this game for them, in my opinion. Frank Mason was a player of the year for the reason he's been, he's just been outstanding all year. Devontae Graham is tremendous. Uh, Jackson has obviously played very, very well in the All-American conversation, and you just look at the Jayhawks overall, they were as impressive as any team in the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, the way that they took down Michigan State in the second round. I think they have some uh, points to make after losing in the Big 12 tournament early. All right, then let's go to the other uh, matchup then in the Midwest. That's Oregon and Michigan. Look, Michigan is, I was going to use the uh, vernacular of flying high, but that's not quite really the case after what happened to them. But thankfully, there was nothing that, uh, no injuries or anything when that plane skidded off the runway. But what clicked? What all of a sudden, it, it just seems like they're hitting on all cylinders. This team is very grounded, to use another airplane uh, pun <laughs> at you. But, uh, you know, you're looking at a Michigan team that's come together both on and off the floor. And uh, as close a team as I've covered, honestly, since that Wisconsin group that went to back-to-back Final Fours, I think that this team has a special chemistry to it. Uh, guys like Derek Walton Jr. and Zach Irvin are seniors who have made tournament runs before with those past teams like Nick Stauskas and Glenn Robinson III when they were freshmen. So they've kind of been through this process before, and they have some great guys down low who are really unheralded. Guys like Mo Wagner uh, scoring 26 yesterday on Louisville and DJ Wilson, who's been tremendous. Uh, the versatility that Michigan can throw at you with their big men really enhances John Beeline's spacing on his offense. And I think that they're a dangerous team right now. I like their matchup against Oregon because the Ducks are playing a little bit wounded right now. They have a guy down in Chris Boucher, their starting center, who was lost to a knee injury. They didn't look great against Rhode Island. I think that this matchup's even tougher. 
Michigan's on a seven-game winning streak, and five of those wins have come against teams that played in the NCAA tournament, so they're playing and beating quality competition, even if they're not playing at their best. The Wolverines are a team to watch. They're really dangerous right now. Playing very well, mm-hmm. a Big Ten team, the second in the Midwest. One other Big Ten team uh, to talk about, Wisconsin, knocking off the overall number one seed and the defending national champion. We knew this Wisconsin team was talented. They had plenty of guys that right. had experience. These guys all played for the national championship a couple of years ago. It didn't click, though, later on in the season. What has changed in your mind? What has made the Badgers play at the level that they did in the Big Ten tournament here in the first two rounds of the NCAAs? They're just tough, and they're resilient. Uh, you look at Wisconsin, and they've made four consecutive Sweet 16s now, and it starts with seniors and Nigel Hayes and Bronson Koenig, who have been there before. Uh, those guys just know how to play in big games. They know how to be leaders that prepare the rest of their team. And you have to give credit to Greg Gard, their head coach as well, who has made a lot of adjustments with the personnel of this team to make sure that they pounded the ball inside to guys like Ethan Happ and Nigel Hayes. Earlier this season, Nigel Hayes shooting a little bit too much from the perimeter. Uh, that's really not his game. He wanted to maybe showcase that for the NBA level, being a senior. But really, once he became a facilitator and got guys like Bronson Koenig and Beck, uh, Showalter perimeter looks, and also worked the ball inside to Ethan Happ, that's when Wisconsin got a lot better. They've gone back to that now in the NCAA tournament. That's why they were able to beat Villanova, a team that doesn't have a lot of depth on the interior. And I think that they're an intriguing team to potentially make the Elite Eight and a Final Four here. I like that. They're going to probably have a home court advantage in New York with those other three fan bases not being great traditionally as traveling uh, organizations. What did uh, Gonzaga show you? And also with the goaltend that apparently in the referee's eyes wasn't a goaltend. It was just important for them to not only win a close game, but just to shake off some of the first weekend uh, misconceptions of you know them being a team that could not get out of this or being the first one seed to lose. Now that Villanova's lost, they don't have that weird pressure anymore. Obviously, there's still pressure on them to make a Final Four for the first time, being the number one seed, but I think they can game plan, and, uh, game plan effectively for a team in West Virginia that's going to want to trap them. They've got multiple guards in Josh Perkins and Nigel Williams-Goss who can handle it. And I think getting through that close game against Northwestern was important just because it showed once again that they could win a tight game. That was really the big question for them after the loss to BYU late in the season. Now that they pulled off that close win in a tight environment when Northwestern made a rally on them, I think that Gonzaga can win against West Virginia to set up a potential Elite Eight rematch with Arizona. Who's this more important for out West? Is it more important for Gonzaga, close calls, a couple of Elite Eights, but never being able to break through? Or is it more important for Sean Miller? Some people say the mm. best coach to never make a Final Four. Who do you think this is more important to to get to that Final Four? Easily Arizona, because you look at the fact that the Final Four is in the Phoenix area. Mm. That fan base is bigger. It's a national power. Gonzaga is a nice story. Obviously, they've built themselves into a perennial top 15, top 25 team. But Arizona is a team with a legacy of championships and lottery picks. And the type of, uh, you know, blue blood mentality that is craving a national championship and final four run. Gonzaga hasn't tasted that yet. So I think that the Arizona pressure, a little bit exceeding of Gonzaga's, but it's pretty close. We're having a conversation right now. Scott Phillips, uh, we're talking college basketball on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay. Answer me this. You have, let's say your dad thinks you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
and he calls all the neighbors and say, my kid's the greatest pickleball player of all time. Nobody can beat him on the block. And then he goes on TV, and he makes all these outrageous statements about the kid. Yet, when the kid gets to college, all he does is play unbelievably solid basketball and leads a team of UCLA Bruins into the Sweet 16 and is, like, never phased. How does that work? Well, I think that the LeVar Ball that you're seeing uh, publicly and on television is not very different than the LeVar Ball that has been the father to these three basketball prodigies, as they've been called. Um, You know, you look at Lonzo Ball, and obviously he's faced a lot of external pressure to help lead UCLA back to the Sweet 16 and to be a potential lottery pick, but he's exceeded those expectations because he's got a lot of pressure at home to be great. Look at the way that they've been pitted against each other, the Ball brothers, how they've had their father publicly say these things dating back to high school when they won a national championship. And they've been able to exceed expectations at every level because they've been hardened to the point where they don't get phased by what people say about them. And I think that's a redeeming quality. And you look at UCLA, they're going to be a fascinating team to watch with this matchup with Kentucky because they're obviously going to be expected to win by some because they beat them at Rupp Arena earlier this year. But this is a different Kentucky team than we saw earlier. And Lonzo Ball is going to have the game of his life. This is really put-up-or-shut-up time because now is the time when he has to face a team that faced him once before that he already beat in the pressure of a Sweet 16 game. And this is really where he gets to kind of write his own legacy and make sure that the words of his father are backing him. So, Scott, uh, a lot of moving parts happening over the weekend. Uh, it was confirmed that Brad Underwood's going to take over mm-hmm. at, uh, from Oklahoma State at Illinois. Indiana becomes open with the firing of Tom Crean. Let's start with the Illini downstate from you up there in Chicago. Sounds like at first there was a couple, hmm, really? <laughs> and then as Brad Underwood, he was talking uh, just a little bit ago, sounds like the Illini fans might be getting a little excited about this yeah. one. Yeah. I think Illinois fans were more surprised than dismissive when they initially heard Brad Underwood's name. It was because it came by complete surprise. Uh, You look at athletic director Josh Whitman, and he did a tremendous job of finding the guy that he wanted to target, uh, interviewing him on his own and not going through a search firm and not leaking any information, and then going and getting it done immediately after Oklahoma State was knocked out of the NCAA tournament. Uh, You know, you look so many times at, you know, these athletic departments who make things tougher than they need to be and, I really like the way that Whitman's gone about his hires, not only with uh, Brad Underwood, but the way that he did it with uh, Lovey Smith at the football level. So he's a guy who is innovative. He's committed to bringing not only a team, a coach at Illinois who's won, but a guy who's playing a fast and up-tempo system. Illinois fans are fickle. They want to see the flying Illini teams of the late 80s, the up-tempo D. Brown, Darren Williams, Luther Head teams. They don't want to see grinded-out basketball that they've seen with coaches like Bruce Weber and John Gross. So I think that this is going to be refreshing for Illinois fans in a lot of cases because the freedom Brad Underwood allows his offenses to have. The opening at Indiana, um, it was unfortunate, but Steve Alford got all those questions prior to the game. I guess he wasn't sidetracked because his team did pretty well now that they're in the Sweet 16. I have recovered information, though, stating that Alford's buyout is $7 million and the buyout for Crean is $4 million. Indiana's not going to gas $11 million to bring Alford in, are they? They could. I mean, you look at Indiana and what they did getting Calvin Sampson out and bringing Tom Crean in, 
And it wasn't the same kind of dollar amount, but it was pretty significant. And I think that having the chance to bring home a native son, a guy like Steve Alford, who is revered by that fan base and that state, I I think it's just such a unique circumstance. And uh, if Indiana has one or two big money, uh, you know, donors come forward and put forward a significant amount of money towards that $11 million, I think you could very well see Steve Alford making that move from UCLA to Indiana. Um, It's just a very intriguing situation where we don't often see coaches looking for one blue blood program to another. Uh, You know, obviously we've seen examples of guys like Roy Williams going from Kansas to Mm -hmm. North Carolina, but it's a unique circumstance every time that it's done. And this is unique because obviously Alford has such a strong legacy in that state and with that program. Do you think, though, that with the pipeline that Alford now has established as far as talent is concerned at UCLA? Because he's got the pipeline dialed in. A, I don't, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know if he could take it to Indiana with him. That that would be up in the air. And B, I know that he got heat and even took what a million dollar cut in salary when 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 uh, last year. So d- does he bail on that opportunity to be a big time winner at UCLA just to go home? And then if things don't go well again. Does the fan wouldn't wouldn't the fan base turn on the fair haired boy? I don't think they'd ever turn on him because you look at what he did for that program as a player, and it's almost unrivaled in Indiana's history in a lot of ways. But you know, in terms of the opportunity for him to return home, that UCLA uh, fan base soured on him quite a bit, and obviously he does have a pipeline of talent that's going there. But a lot of it has come from unique places that he can still recruit with Indiana, including Chris Wilkes, who's a leading candidate for Mister Basketball in Indiana this season. So if he can keep some of those kids home, obviously a lot of the parents of the kids he's going to recruit know him well. They know his legacy, and I think that's a huge advantage right there because, again, he's got such a strong foothold with that state that it's going to be interesting to see what kind of effect he would have if he were the coach of Indiana. Final thing from me, let's go back to last night as Duke gets knocked off one of the more odd seasons I can remember in college basketball, preseason number one. All the talent, all the injuries, more Grayson Allen, Coach K with the back. It goes on and on. There'll be a book probably written about this season somehow. I don't think anybody <laughs> figured, though, that the uh, the last chapter would them be losing to South Carolina. In South Carolina, the game was moved there because of North Carolina's bill. Uh, all kinds of craziness. Just sum up Duke if you can. It's wild. You, you summed it up pretty well, but you look at the preseason, it was wild. Uh, Coach K coming off the Olympics and you know not getting as much time with his team. The injuries to start the year with Jason Tatum, Marquise Bolden, and Harry Giles. Uh, just Grayson Allen returning to school to begin with, just because he was obviously a potential first-round pick and was instantly considered a preseason player of the year candidate. And the fact that Luke Kennard ended up being the first-team All-American on that roster. Uh, you know, that team had a ton of talent, but Harry Giles didn't even average four points and four rebounds a game. Bolden never made an impact, and they never figured out that point guard situation after they ran off Derek Thornton last season and brought Frank Jackson in. Uh, ultimately, a, a fascinating year for Duke. They peaked at so many unique times, including the ACC tournament. But ultimately, we're going to look at this team as one of the more talented and more hyped teams that never made the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I'll let you go on this. Jim Beheim. After his understudy, coach in waiting, takes the job at Washington because he didn't want to wait any longer, and I don't blame him. They give Beheim an extension. Your thoughts? 
I think it's natural. You look at Jim Beheim, and as long as he feels he's capable of coaching, then he probably should. He just made a Final Four last year. I know that they just missed the NCAA tournament this year, but he still brought in capable recruits in graduate transfers like Andrew White and John Gillen. So he's still getting it done in the way that college basketball still works in the modern era. That's not an issue at all, but he does need to find someone that can replace him at some point if he wants to have that sort of thing happen. Uh, he could just walk away from Syracuse and not try to have some kind of coaching waiting situation, but going to be interesting to see how this all plays out now. Mike Hopkins was viewed as the guy to lead Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they announced as such uh, that after 2018, he would be taking over. So for Hopkins to go back to the West Coast where he's from and to take Washington, a little bit of surprise. And again, similar to the Josh Whitman with Illinois move, they didn't use a search firm. It was all done very quietly and under the radar and kind of shocked some people around college basketball. Always good, pal, when we catch up with you. You have a uh, great day and try to recover after what we just watched over the weekend. Absolutely. I'm going to get some sleep and some fluids, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> That'll be Thanks, great, Scott. Scott. Thank you. Scott Phillips, NBC Bleacher Report, college basketball extraordinaire on the Draft House 50 hotline. Good stuff out of him. We didn't uh, drop any NIT on him. He's no. probably busy during yeah, the Yeah, I think, yeah. He was... We'll talk about that coming up on the other side, though. Hawkeye fans, we got you covered. Iowa loses at home to TCU. We'll yep. get into that next here as we continue on live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Trey Condon here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. Ooh, all right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? 
Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. 1700 KBGG backs the blue, and we'd like you to back them too. Each week, go to our website at 1700kbgg.com and nominate an officer who does an outstanding job. Tell us why that officer deserves a special salute. We'll select an officer weekly, share their story online and on the air, and present them with a special certificate. And bring their department some Brugger's bagels. Help. Back the blue at 1700kbgg.com. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hey, everybody, welcome back in. We roll till 3 today. Great having Scott Phillips on. Coming up at the top of the hour, Alex Halstead will join us. We'll dive into Iowa State season. At 2 o'clock, Tom Cakert, Hawkeye Report, all about Iowa. Let's touch on uh, the Hawks just a little bit while we've got a few more minutes here. Yep. Uh, They were in the NIT, got to the second round, playing a home game. Fabulous crowd. Yes. I mean, even on television, it sounded like they were excited to be there. Absolutely. It's... uh... One of the oddities yeah. of uh, the Carver crowd is just how good year in and year out seemingly it's been. And, you know, you can understand it when they made the NIT for the first time under Fran, uh, played Dayton in that first round sure. game. They're actually a seven seed. They weren't supposed to host, but Dayton couldn't host because they had the they, first they four. They had first four. Yep. So they had to come to Iowa City, a great crowd there. They went on, lost to Oregon in the next round. But, you know, it continued on the following season. Great crowds there for the first couple of rounds, and it's happened again this year. 
you look across before uh, in the opening round, in the first round, I think the highest attended game was like 4,000. Yeah. In the NIT. And they had 12. And they had 12. Yeah. I know. And then they sell it out for the quarterfinals. And so why is it? You know, why is it that way? Is it just as simple as people that normally can't afford to go, don't want to get season tickets? You get the people that normally don't go there and you get them better seats? I I think that you get the fan. Okay. And they're all fans. uh, I don't know. They're they're all fans. Okay. I mean, yeah, but they're not, they're not rabid fans. In other words, they invest money in the school because they went there and I, and that's cool. Yeah. But you have to have those. Yeah. You have to. Otherwise, otherwise it doesn't work. Right. But they have a tendency just to sit and not really become engaged. And when you have an opportunity, I think to get the rabid fan a good seat that I think it changes the whole dynamic in that arena. Look, you don't like that arena as it is anyway. No. You say it's lousy for basketball the way it's designed. I wouldn't say lousy. Okay, it just, but, it, not, but not good. It's not conducive to there you sound. Go. There you it's go. a great place to watch a game. Uh-huh. Watching a game, I mean, you can sit in the top row and everything's good there. There aren't two decks. It's one big bowl. Right. There's not a bad seat in the house. It's just not conducive to sound. Sound. Okay. That, no, it's, okay. it's not a bad place to watch a okay. game. Okay. All it's right. That. That's the biggest thing. But but it changes. The dynamic changes mm-hmm. when you are able to sell those floor seats. And they'll never try. I've, I've, I've heard people complain, oh, they should have at least a section for students down there. On the, they're never going to do that because it's all about money. Well, you know it's about money. That's it. I, I, another thing is just the construction of it isn't built that way. Right. It's not where you have a level, a full long row where you can put sure, students sure. there. The way that it's configured, it is a ton of different sections that come down basically to a V. Mm-hmm. And you look at the front row of pretty much every one of those sections, is like eight seats. Yeah, yeah. So it's and, then it, it, and then it expands as you go up. You know what they need to do? What's that? Is you've seen when they have the shots of the, uh, they pan away and back behind the baskets. Yes. You notice after the renovation, there's so much room back there. Yes, there is. Just put some risers back there oh, no, that's and a- just have the students stand there. You know, that would be... But do you think if they did that, then they wouldn't be able to sell those seats that are like floor level right behind because they wouldn't be able to see over the risers? Is that no, what you're no, saying? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. If you put risers there, you see how much room there is. Yeah. Now, those first couple of rows you wouldn't be able to sell, but no, I think you could pack a ton of people okay. in down there. Okay. And, you know, people concern about the student attendance, which isn't good. No, it's But not. you just have a couple hundred people, you fill up those risers. Sure. In good shape. Yeah, you got atmosphere. You, you have atmosphere. Yeah. I I think that is a, a easy fix now because of fire, you know, regulations right. and things we like that. We don't know the codes, who, right? Who knows if that actually yeah. can happen? But that seems like a simple thing. Weird, weird the way that it, it is. is. It Another is. oddity of Iowa City. The crowds it, love the NIT yeah. regular season. Yeah, we'll stay home and watch yeah. it. <laughs> Purdue's coming in. Uh, we're fine. I, I, I don't, I don't but here comes TCU. Oh, let's baby. get fired hey, up. TCU's in town. Let's South Dakota. Watch. Let's go watch the Horn Frogs. We're coming right back. We'll switch to Iowa State. Alex Halstead, top of the hour. Jimmy B and TC, the big talker, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. 
The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoyne.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Draft House 50 is your home for all the big dance basketball coverage. Wall-to-wall TVs, excellent food, and every brew under the sun. For basketball, you have one spot to go. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint. And during Pro Appreciation Week, all pros get gold status with 20% off pro-grade paint stains and primers. Plus, five-gallon buckets of Kills 2 latex primer start at just $69.94. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. And during Pro Appreciation Week, pros that paint save even more with gold status. Now through March 26th, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Available in-store while supplies last. Must enter Pro Extra phone number at checkout for discount. Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site, according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. 1700 KBGG, Des Moines. Accumulus Station, big news, big talk, and big 1700 KBGG Des Moines. Accumulus Station, big news, big talk, and big sports. 17. 17- 
My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be good all time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe.